Good morning, women of strength. This is Julie, one of your favorite VBAC Me podcast hosts, and I'm hoping I caught you off guard. Not quite what you usually expect when you turn on our episode, am I right? Well, listen up. The reason why I'm doing this, I'm jumping on right now, is to tell you at the very end of our episode, we have something really exciting that we're launching today. We have a mini version of our VBAT childbirth preparation courses that we have online for you to download right now. And stay tuned to the end of our episode because I'm going to tell you exactly what it has and where to find it. And intro me. Welcome to the VBAC Link Podcast. We are a team of expert doulas trained in supporting VBAC, have had VBACs of our own, and work extensively with VBAC women and their providers. We are here to provide detailed VBAC and cesarean prevention stories and facts in a simple, consolidated format. When we were moms preparing to VBAC, it was stories and information like we will be sharing in this podcast that helped fine-tune our intuition and build confidence in our birth preparations. We hope this does the same for you. To hear more about us and to hear our individual VBAC stories, be sure to check out episodes one, two, and three. The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. It is not meant to replace advice from any other qualified medical professional. Good morning, women of strength, and happy Wednesday. We are so excited to be here, as always. I don't think we'll ever not be excited, actually. (laughs) And as usual, we're really excited about the guest that we have to share with you today. Her name is Nicole, and she's from Tampa, Florida. But before we get into her story, I wanted to just say thank you so much. We get so many people messaging us and commenting on our Instagram and Facebook pages and Megan and I just wanted to share our appreciation again for everybody. A lot of the time we get asked what you guys can do as our listeners, as our women of strength to help us as a podcast, like to help us spread the word, to help thank us for providing this for you. And honestly, the number one thing that you can do for us is to leave us a review and give us a rating on whatever app that you use, but especially iTunes. So if you want to, pause this audio right now and just go give us a quick rating and a quick review, and that would help us so much. It helps us reach more people. It helps us get the word out more about VBAC and so that women really can know what their options are. And we, again, are so grateful to you and for everyone that's rated us so far. Um, Megan, I think, has a review of the week that we're going to share, too. Yes, just like Julie said, it means so much to us, and it is the way that we can help spread the word on this podcast. We have today a Facebook review from our friend, Rachel Cunningham. She says, I love the podcast. I'm a VBAC and HBAC mama myself. A great resource for anyone exploring VBAC birth. I will definitely be recommending this to all my VBAC clients. Thank you so much, Rachel. Seriously, your reviews mean so much to us. So thank you so very much for all of them. Yeah, thank you so much for that review. Guys, we love featuring reviews. We love hearing from you. Leave us a review, and maybe next time, yours will be the one that we feature. All right, I'm going to go ahead and turn the podcast over to my friend, Nicole. 
She is in Tampa, Florida, and you would think by now, Megan, I don't know, like you would think by now that we um, are used to getting the messages, but I promise you that we still get super excited <laughs> every time <laughs> everyone messages us. Yes, we do, and we are so excited when people want to share their stories with us and, and intern with you. And guys, I think we've, this has kind of been a theme the whole time, but guess what? Nicole had a small baby. Just kidding. <laughs> she had a big baby. You guys, her baby was nine pounds, four ounces. And when her C-section was, uh, of course, I, you probably get tired of hearing it. So do we as VBAC doulas. But she, her first C-section was because her pelvis was too small or so she was told. So, so thought, I'm going to so they thought. <laughs> yeah, or so they thought. Yes. But as we know, our pelvises are huge. And they're awesome, and they can do incredible things. So I'm going to let Nicole tell you how awesome her pelvis is as she shares her journey with us. Yay, thank you so much. I'm so excited to talk about it because VBACs are, I, I, you know, I'm super passionate about VBACs, and I love talking about my story. Um, it was a huge, a huge thing for me. So, um, yeah, so I'm Nicole, and I do live in Tampa. Um I actually got pregnant for the first time in 2013 and throughout my pregnancy, I, I really, I just didn't know a whole lot about pregnancy, about birth. So when I talk to, um, you know, other moms now, I kind of describe that as like my birth background, like my birth background was really minimal. You know, what I learned from society, what I learned, you know, from my own family and our experience in birth, I just knew nothing. So I kind of, like a lot of women, I think, just trusted my doctor, who I, I had been going to for years, and I just kind of felt like they knew my my body, they knew what was in my best interest, and so throughout my pregnancy, um, I didn't do a whole lot of research on birth and preparing for birth, which is, you know, in retrospect, a really bad idea. Uh, I didn't know any better at the time, and so as we got near to my due date, my provider did kind of the, you know, the measurements and checking to see how big they thought my baby would be. And, you know, she suggested, she said, you know, Nicole, your baby's looking really big. We think he's about eight to 10 pounds. So we need to go ahead and schedule your C-section. You know, my family has a history of cesareans. Um, I, you know, we're in Florida and the cesarean rate is very high here. Um, my mom's had several C-sections. My sister had three C-sections. So I just thought, okay, well, she's probably right. I'm built like them. I did not know any better at the time. Um, and it really freaked me out because she's a very highly regarded provider in the mm -hmm. area. I went ahead and scheduled my C-section, and then my water broke a couple days beforehand. Um, so I did go in to labor on my own. But when I went into labor, you know, I went to pretty much went straight to the hospital, and they did the C-section without question. Oh. So, and I had a healthy pregnancy otherwise. There were absolutely hmm. no issues no complications. And I'm not a tiny girl. So, um, you know, just to kind of, not, not that that makes a difference, and now I know that too, but, you know, I'm not this little petite, you know, thing. I'm 5'7", I'm <laughs> and pre-pregnancy, I'm give or take, you know, 140, 145 pounds. I'm not a teeny tiny person. So, yeah, I had my C-section. You know, all the protocols, kind of standard protocol, even with my C-section, I didn't know that I had options uh, for, you know, kind of gentle cesarean options and things like that. Um, so kind of fast forward a bit, I didn't really do a whole lot of processing of my C-section because 
it felt very like routine, like it was expected, it was common, and you know, this just kind of happens all the time. Not a big deal. It was very, um, you know, it went well. Me and the baby were healthy. So in my second pregnancy, a couple years later, I got pregnant, and we had moved during that time. We were living in Chicago, so I was seeing a new provider, and. When I got pregnant the second time, I went to see him to talk to him about the pregnancy, and he mentioned VBAC. And he said, you know, you're a candidate for a VBAC. And I'm like, well, what is a VBAC? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> you know, coming from Florida, I had never heard the term VBAC. And uh, just here, it's kind of super common that women just feel like once a C-section, always a C-section. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he told me that, and I was like, oh, well, I don't know anything about that. So I just immediately just started burying my face in books and research and anything I could find to research and learn about VBAC and risks and all these things, right? And um, so I talked to my husband and, you know, we kind of went through and compared the risks with VBAC with repeat cesareans and thought a lot about it. So once I made the decision, I was fully committed. Um, You know, this is what I was going to do. And the birth culture in Chicago is a lot different than the birth culture in Florida, so I, you know, I had a lot different of a support system there. It's the first time I heard of the word doula when I was researching VBAC. And I thought, that's pretty cool. I never even knew that was an option. I hired a doula and I spent my, the rest of my pregnancy really preparing my body, uh, for birth, you know, which is something I did not do during my first pregnancy. So this was this totally new type of, you know, pregnancy experience for me. And so everything seemed to be going pretty well. My doctor felt pretty supportive throughout the pregnancy. And then about, so I was getting chiropractic care, um, you know, tons of stretches and all the things, you know, I was doing all the things. And I was about 31 weeks pregnant, maybe 32. And I was seeing a highly regarded OB. And, uh, he says, you know, you're growing. You know, I was measuring well in terms of centimeters to weeks, um, you know, on the outside of my belly. But he mm-hmm. was kind of feeling around and poking around. He said, you know, how big did you say your son was? So my first, my C-section baby was 8 pounds, 15 ounces. And he said, oh, well, and you pretty much went to term. You know, Nicole, if she's looking like she's going to be more than 7 pounds, I just don't think you'll be successful at hmm. having a vaginal More than birth. 7? Wow. Really? More than seven. More than seven, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure she's going to be more than seven. (laughs) And I'm probably going to go to term. I mean, my family, you know, I was a nine and a half pound baby. Mm -hmm. And my son, like I said, was 815. My husband is not a small man. So I'm like, the chances are if I go to term, she'll probably be more than seven pounds. And when he said he didn't think I'd be successful, I just... I knew that that was the end of our relationship. Good you know, for being that you. Far along, <laughs> Good for you. It was really scary. It was really <laughs> that is scary. a really yeah. hard move for a lot of people. Yeah. It really yeah, is. It is. Yeah. And I feel like as exactly women, we almost the game. yeah, and yeah, and as women, I feel like we we get this relationship, and then we almost feel like we owe it to these providers or something. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like we just get scared to change, and yeah. sometimes that change is what can completely change the outcome. Absolutely. And it really, like, it really did because I, I, I looking back, you know, it was one of those kind of bait and switch type of situations. Yeah. And 
it wasn't that he was a bad person. I mean, he was a fine person and everything and very well educated, came from, you know, um, an Ivy League school and, you know, really liked my husband, which I'm like, that's great, but that's not going to help me. I need someone for me. I care if you like my husband or not. Mm-hmm. So, or me, I don't care if you like me. I just want you to support me. And when mm-hmm. he said he didn't think I would be successful, I was like, oh, that's, this isn't going to work. And so I was really upset and I probably spent some time crying about it. And then I just, you know, kind of sucked it up and started making phone calls. I mean, I'm in this big city in Chicago. There are tons of providers. Um, the good news is there's tons of VBAC providers, VBAC friendly. So awesome. I made a lot of phone calls and ultimately I made a call and they said, well, you know, we have a group of midwives and I'm like, what is that? I, I didn't even know what a midwife was. And so when I learned about what midwives do, you know, and I, that late in the game at 31, 32 weeks pregnant, it's not easy to get into a new provider. So she, and this place particularly, she says, we're always booked, you know, we're months out and I'm getting in all these local mom groups that they just, they never have time for new patients. And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to call. And I talked to the lady over the phone and she got me in like the following week. So once you're in, you're in, you know, you can, you, once you're a patient, you can be seen there. So when I went in and it was such a different experience to see, you know, a group of women midwives and just the way that they, the way that they approached, you know, listening to me and hearing me and understanding me and supporting me and the confidence they had in my body and never said things like successful or we doubt you'd be successful if. Um, you know, those topics, those conversations never came up. So I felt really, really blessed and the rest of the pregnancy was great with them. Um, there's a, there was a lot of moments during, you know, waiting for your VBAC, like, you know, you feel like anxious, nervous, like, is it going to happen and what's going to happen and, you know, what's the outcome going to be? So I did a lot of mental work, a lot of mindset work, kind of meditating and, visualization and stuff like that um, and kind of side note because this will come into play during the birth but when I was like seven months pregnant you know living in Chicago my little brother passed away in Florida and he, he was 21 so he was in a motorcycle accident and I had a toddler at the time so my toddler and I flew back home to Florida for the service um, flew back to Chicago after of course you know after a few days it was a really hard time for me um, because I was planning a VBAC, which is emotional enough. You know, I'm super pregnant, and I'm in a city without my family, but I was so dedicated to, you know, doing my best, like doing whatever I could to have this vaginal birth. So, and I'll, I'll explain why I, I kind of mentioned that in a minute. So, as I get closer and closer to my due date, I start to feel more anxious uh, because, you know, the different providers feel comfortable with, you know, you going to a certain point, induction versus non-inducing for VBAC and so on. So I reached my due date and I was really getting nervous and my midwife was like, listen, and she's absolutely amazing. And she's like, don't worry. There's so much that can happen between now and 41 weeks. That's an entire week. Everything could change tomorrow. You never, you know, just all that supportive, encouraging feedback is what you need. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, and I and I started not to feel so good. I started to feel like I had a cold one day. So I kind of laid in bed and I stayed home from work. And um, well, I was working from home, but I took the day off and I just rested. And my water broke. So my son was in school. He was in like a preschool, you know, 
he was two, almost three years old. So he was in this little, you know, class during the day and it was a Friday and my water broke about 11 a.m. Um, and I knew that based on my first labor that my body tends to kick into high gear pretty quick when my water breaks. I'm not a pro-drama labor, early labor kind of person. Um, <laughs> things get going and they are like fast. So um, I got in the shower and, you know, kind of rinsed up and threw my bag together. Um, and my contractions came on within about a half an hour and they were pretty intense and very consistent right away. So I was using a timing app and I called my husband and he kind of made his way home, um, you know, made arrangements so that I knew my son would be picked up from daycare later. And to kind of cope with contractions, and until my doula could get to me, um, I needed to kind of manage my contractions. So I got in the tub and I, you know, by then my husband was home. So he ran the bath for me and helped me get in and everything. And I, it was amazing. Like my contractions were very intense. So I would say, Getting in the tub for me took me from like a level 10, full on intensity, down to probably a six. So I was able to really manage and cope and be calm. And I had the lights low and I had some relaxing music playing. Um, and I sat in the tub for probably two, three hours, upwards of three hours until my husband and he was making all these phone calls. So he was calling my midwife to let them know, and he was inter- you know, interacting with the doula to see when she would make it to the house. So talking Friday after, it was a Friday afternoon in Chicago when traffic is completely insane. So her getting to me quickly is like not really possible, and she has it with her own. So we're kind of waiting for you know her to get there. Um. So yeah, he's kind of sitting there monitoring. He's using the contraction timing app and you know timing them and. He didn't really know what to expect, I don't think, because he didn't do a whole lot of prepping and he didn't know what, uh, you know, kind of when would be a good time to go in. So he's like, you know, um, you reached that 511 thing a while ago. I mean, we could go in now. You know, he's getting nervous and he's like, we could, we could go in now. And I'm like, no, I don't want to go in. I'm good. I'm good. Just kind of leave me alone. And I was just in that, you know, labor land mode. And the water was so calming to me and I was so relaxed. And I did not want to get out of the tub. Like, I just I just wanted to stay there. Um, but I kind of knew that I needed to get out because my midwife would be at the hospital waiting for me. Um, so eventually he convinced me to get out of the tub. It was probably, it was probably like 3, 3, 3.30 by then. It had been a few hours. And um, my contractions were very consistent and, you know, remained strong the whole time. So roughly a minute on, a minute off, you know, give or take, but the entire time. Wow. So getting out of the tub, yeah, it was, I mean, it went straight straight to there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was exhausting. And it, you know, and it's like, I didn't have early, you know, really it didn't feel like early labor at all. Um, It feels to me, for my body, like things just go right into active labor is what it feels like, you know, other than that hour requirement, our benchmark. So he convinced me to get out of the tub and it took me a long time to get dressed because I, I, every time I felt like I was trying to put my leg in the pants, I would get a contraction. Mm-hmm. So I would sit there and just kind of try to work through it, you know, so he's like trying to be patient with me and I'm trying to get dressed and I'm so in la la land because the endorphins and, you know, all of the hormones are kicking in and I just was in my own world. 
actually kind of felt dopey. Like I kind of felt like I had some wine or something. It, you know, the effect of your hormones is really, it's really intense and it's amazing, you know, and I, I kind of, kind of looking back, wish my doula could have made it there a little earlier because it would have been nice. My husband, he's great at a lot of things, um, but doulaing <laughs> is not his case. <laughs> you know? That's why women need a doula. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, so she ended up meeting us at the hospital, but, um, and, you know, this time around, I've, you know, I'm pregnant for the third time. Um, we, my doula and I have chatted, and I'm like, I think it'd be awesome if you came to the house, you know, pretty quickly, if, whenever you can. So, and she's totally okay with that. So he, I think I drove him crazy in the car on the way to the hospital because I, I probably said some pretty, you know, intense things because the car ride was a little crazy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's just when you don't have a support person there, you know, that's why I'm so big on doulas. Now I see the value, huge value of having a support person. Um, and he's trying to drive and we're in downtown Chicago and it was Lollapalooza weekend. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. And we, our house is only three miles from the hospital I was delivering at, but with the traffic, I mean, it's a 45 minute drive, you know? So it was a little intense. And by the time we got to the hospital, I was, I was ready for epidural. Um, I knew that I was open to getting one. I wasn't against getting an epidural. I just wasn't sure when I would be ready for one. And I was ready when we got there. Um, it had been, so I got it about five o'clock. And so it had been, you know, almost six hours since my water broke, um, which really isn't that long. Um, but you know, I didn't have, I didn't have my doula with me yet. So she met us at the hospital. She got there right after I got the epidural. So, and she was still amazing, and I still was happy to have her, um, and she kind of hung with us. And so, you know, I went ahead, I got the epidural, and I really relaxed and, you know, got into my room. And I can't remember, I think when I checked into triage, I want to say I was about four centimeters dilated when I got there. Um, and again, if I didn't know, by then I knew that the ride to the hospital arriving at the hospital, bright lights, the nerves and the nurses being in your face and, you know, doing the cervical check, all those things can really mess with, cause you to, you know, you may have been further along the four centimeters and you may have kind of closed back up a little bit, you know, all those Mm -hmm. feelings, like fearful feelings. So I knew that and I was like, okay, I'm not really discouraged. I'm fine with four, but I was able to relax after I got my epidural and I got on the peanut ball So my doula requested one and they brought it to us and I kind of laid, you know, angled up a little bit on my side and wrapped my legs around the peanut ball and um, helped, you know, she helped me switch sides every so often and I was able to rest for a couple of hours. I didn't quite sleep, but I was resting and it was nice, kind of a nice, calm, quiet time. And meanwhile, you know, the, uh, the machines I was hooked up to, all the monitors were showing that I continued to have consistent contractions um, and, you know, nothing was slowing down. I continued to dilate. So every so often when the midwife came in and checked me, I was continuing to dilate, which was nice. So things were still progressing. And then when I would get those little quiet breaks when the, everyone would leave the room and it was just kind of me and my husband and my doula would be there kind of quietly, um, I did a lot of visualization. And I did a lot of, like, you know, mindset work while I was laying there, kind of really focusing on what was happening and really thinking about, exactly the birth I wanted to have and trying to stay in that really positive place mentally. 
Um, and it made a big difference for me. So it was probably about, probably about nine, nine o'clock at night, maybe 10. No, it was probably about eight or nine. My midwife checked me and I was just about nine, almost 10 centimeters. And she's like, well, you're pretty much fully dilated. You know, you're almost there. Do you want to give the baby some time to continue to descend on her own? And so she gave me that option, which is really nice. And I said yes. So I wanted to give her time to come down and almost be crowning before I started pushing, really. And Mm so um, we waited another hour or two. And I was fully dilated, but I still wanted to kind of wait and let her make her way down. And she did. And it was really nice. And I was visualizing it the whole time and really, like, connecting with her and communicating with her and kind of, you know, keeping that mental place going, too. So, um probably about 10 o'clock at night, I started pushing. Um, I did push for two hours. And so my midwife said, do you want to try pushing and just kind of see how you're feeling and see how it's going? And I said, yeah, sure. I I think I'm ready. I feel pretty good. So I started pushing and I pushed for about two hours. And it was absolutely amazing. I didn't even, I was exhausted. I was tired because like I mentioned, I was sick. So I was coughing and like hacking coughing the whole time. And my midwife was like, wow, every time you cough, she just pops out a little more. Awesome. (laughs) Thanks. Um, It turns out I had pneumonia. I just didn't know. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And you were having contractions so close together. And, oh, my gosh. Like, I don't know. I didn't know. I just thought I was sick. I'm like, I'm 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 really don't feel good. Like, I really don't feel good. He's like, yeah, maybe take some Robitussin. I'm like, it's not helping. I really I really just don't feel good. So I'm, like, hacking and whatever. But it, it apparently, you know, that, that hacking really helped push the baby out. So <laughs> she came out, and, um, you know, my perineum was intact, which I was so excited about. Yay. I was so paranoid about tearing. Um and so, you know, my midwife was like, she's right here. She's right here, Nicole. And I'm like, no, she's not. You're just telling me that because I'm tired because I was really exhausted. And um, she's like, no, I'm serious. Put your hand here. Like, you can just pretty much catch her yourself. You know, do you want to, like, Kardashian-style pull her up? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so I just kind of reached my hands down, and she was. She was right there. And I, you know, I guided her up and put her on myself, you know, held her up to my chest. And it was, like, the most intense just amazing experience of my life and you know I felt like I just wanted to like scream from the rooftops like I couldn't believe I did it and so all I kept saying was like I did it I did it and I was so excited and the reason I had mentioned my brother earlier is because I just felt like that moment for me was so incredibly healing you know having the v-back and pushing her out like successfully it just for so many reasons it brought me a lot of healing um Mm -hmm. one of them you know healing from you know dealing with my brother and the loss of my little brother and I just felt like you know here I'm bringing this new life into the world and all this pain I've been carrying this whole pregnancy or the last couple months it just felt you know really healing to me and then also kind of healing from some of the painful feelings that I had from my first birth that I didn't even realize I had you know I didn't realize how suppressed, you know, my emotions about my first birth were until that moment. Mm-hmm. So when she came out, I was like, oh, my God, you know, I was really upset about my first birth, and I didn't even know it. And I just pushed it down so far and avoided and, you know, just tried not to think about it. 
And so when she came out and I, you know, I felt that it was like, holy crap, you know, this is like everything. And I kind of knew in that moment, like everything changed for me. I felt like there's no way I could go back to my old life. You know, I was doing commercial real estate at the time, commercial real estate finance. I had been doing that for 10 years and had a very successful career. Um, and I just knew right then, like this, there's no way with what I just learned from what my body was capable of based on going against what I've been told, you know, and, and mm-hmm. horror stories I've been told forever. Um, I can't go back to commercial real estate finance. Something has to change. And um, so it was, it was really amazing. And, you know, we did the immediate skin to skin and I just held her and I was like, man, I don't know. She feels kind of heavy. Like, the, you know, my midwife was like, how does she... <laughs> you know, should we weigh her yet? I said, no, let's give her, you know, I just want to hold her for a while. So we did like an hour, maybe more. And I just held her while they, you know, cleaned up and did their thing. And uh, my husband's like, I don't know, she looks a little big. And I'm like, I don't know, she feels kind of big. And finally, I let them weigh her and she was nine pounds, four ounces. Nice. And, and I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> and uh, so I'm like, and I didn't care. Is everything okay down there? And she's like, you're fine. She's like, you have a little bit of like hairline tear that I'm going to put a little stitch in just so it doesn't burn when you pee, but it's nothing affecting your perineum. And I'm like, holy crap. Like you can push a nine pound, four ounce baby out and not tear your vagina. I was so impressed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just like wanted to tell everybody that. So not that everybody cares to hear, but to me it was, you know, super <laughs> exciting. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, and, you know, my placenta came out with no issue. You know, I delivered that and very healthy sized placenta that I ended up getting encapsulated, um, which was a really cool experience too. And so, you know, after that, it took me a while to kind of start transitioning, you know, making some changes in my life in terms of my career. And I did some research and learned a bit more about doulas and kind of that's how I got started and got, you know, into the birth professional world now. So yeah, that, that was kind of my, my big thing. And so now I'm pregnant with my third baby and I'm due in three days. Yeah. So <laughs> sitting around kind of patiently waiting for my next to be back. I'm back in Florida, which I was a little nervous at first because of the culture here. When we moved back, I was like, no, I don't want to have a baby here. I want to go back to Chicago. But I found a group of providers that's really supportive here and kind of did some connections and, you know, networking. And, you know, I have a good support system here. So I was able to find people. There aren't many, but they are here. And this time I'm actually studying hypnobabies and I'm planning a natural, um, a natural hospital birth. Awesome. So I've kind of come a long way, you know, as far as planned C-section and then hospital will be back with the epidural and now a natural birth, which was never, ever something I thought I would do. Um, but the thing is, nobody ever told me that I could do it. It's a big difference. And I never felt, you know, nobody ever told me I could. Everybody I knew had epidurals and C-sections. You know, I just, I really didn't think that was an option. And so I'm super excited, patiently waiting and, you know, then I'll have to be back on to tell you the next I was going to say, then you're just going to have to have the next two. episode. <laughs> yeah. I'm really excited. I am. And in the meantime, I've been, you know, so I, I became a doula, but because I'm so pregnant, I can't physically doula people right now. I, can't I hear really you. Anybody. <laughs> so, you know, um, 
and I have very young children. You know, my kids are four and two. So it's really challenging for me to attend a birth right now. So in the meantime, you know, I've been doing a lot of virtual stuff. So I do virtual childbirth education classes and I have a lot of free ones on my website because I'm just a huge fan of educating women on their options and knowing about birth. And, you know, I do kind of doula virtually, you know, digital doula virtually to help women that way too, because I think, you know, just increasing awareness and education on what doulas do is so important, Mm -hmm. you know, especially in, in this part of the country. So, so yeah, that's kind of what I've been up to lately. I'm just kind of waiting on my third little peanut to come. Oh, my goodness. So by the time this episode is published, you will have oh, you will a three-year, four-week-old baby. Yes. Oh, it's so exciting. Oh, my goodness. We yes. can't wait to hear the news. <laughs> I'm so ready to hold her on the outside. Um, you know, this pregnancy has been, you know, I have healthy pregnancies, thank goodness. Um, the one thing I, I noticed with my third pregnancy is it is a lot, you know, especially in the last couple of weeks, that last month of pregnancy for this time, I've never been so physically uncomfortable and had, you know, like nerve pains and really mm. forced me to slow down a lot. I'm not used to that. You know, I'm kind of used to going full speed ahead, but I guess having two toddlers and yes. you know, being super pregnant in Florida mm-hmm. in, in the summer. <laughs> yeah. Thank <laughs> you. For sure. Slow down. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, man. I totally hear you on that. Like, my fourth pregnancy, like, kicked my butt. It kicked my butt. I could not do again if I wanted to, (laughs) which I don't. (laughs) Anyway, I um, always say that. It's like I tell my my friends, because they're like, oh, are you going to have more? Or you guys, people ask you all the time, are you done? And I always think we're done. Like, after every kid, I think we're done. And I tell my husband, like, you know, we're good. You know, after one, we were good. And he's like, well, you know, I think he needs a sibling. And I was like, oh, yeah. we talked about it. And I was like, I, okay, I guess we do. So we had another one and she's amazing. So glad that we did it. You know, we did that. And then after her, I'm like, we're surely done. Like two as well. That's good. I'm good on that. And I got my V back. I'm happy. I just want to, you know, <laughs> walk away a happy mom. And then, he, you know, after a little, about a year, he's like, well, I think she's ready to be a big sister. And I thought, oh, oh, really? Oh, okay. I didn't <laughs> you you have a lot of theme again. Slow down. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, you know, our, our doula asked us at one of our consults, she's like, so are you guys done? And I'm like, yes. And my husband's sitting there, and he's like, well, no, I, I don't think so. And I'm like, oh, gosh, here we go. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure this is it. I'm pretty sure three is my number. I feel like I'm on the three, and that's good. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Yeah. I wanted to let our Women of Strength know that you can connect with Nicole and her whole Facebook group all about empowering women and empowering moms. It's it's called Empowered Moms. Just go to Facebook, type that in the Facebook search bar, Empowered Moms. Um, It's a private group, so nobody can see the things that you post in there. And it's actually a really awesome and supportive group. I've been in there for a few weeks now, and I know that you guys are going to love it just as much as I do. So go ahead, join Nicole's group, and we can't wait to hear the news of your next baby. Don't worry, we did not forget. Go to our website, utahvbacklink.com slash shop, S-H-O-P, brand new, 
live today, you can download our simplified version of our VBAC training manual. It has everything you need to know about what ACOG says about VBAC and why it should be important to you and your provider. Talks about uterine rupture and what are the essential need to knows about that. It talks about how to find your provider, what questions to ask him, how to interview and find a doula and what you need to know about your doula. And then it talks about three different things that can set you up for the best chance of having your own successful vaginal birth after C-section. Guys, we have this in printable form. You can print it out. Take it with you to your doctor's office. Take it with you to, I don't know, your mother-in-law's house to show her some some facts and information, and it's going to educate you a little bit more too. It's not as robust as our, our big ebook that we're still working on, but if you go and download this manual, it's going to cost you $10, and everything we make from selling this manual goes to keep our podcast running. So if you like what you hear and need some good, solid feedback information that's backed up by science and evidence, help us out. Let us hook you up head over to our website, utahvbacklink.com slash shop, and I'm going to drop that link in the comments for you. Thank you so much. We appreciate your love and support as always. We are always looking for more inspiring stories. To share your story or possibly be on one of our podcasts, post on social media with the hashtag YWeVBack and tag at link. Or contact us from our website. Be sure to rate us and share and leave your reviews. We are excited to hear what you think. For families local to Utah, be sure to check out our website, utahvbacklink.com, for more information on our VBAC childbirth classes and doula services. Thank you so much for listening. We are excited for you to begin your journey with us.